Welcome to Follow, a Latter-day Saint scripture poetry podcast. My name is Mary Jane Rice. Thank you for joining me today. The reading this week is Acts chapters 16 through 21. The poem I'm sharing today was inspired by Paul's speech on Mars Hill, as recorded in Acts chapter 17, verses 16 through 34. If you'd like to read along, you can find this poem on my website at maryjanerice.com. Let's begin. To the Unknown God I grope but cannot find you in dwellings made by hands, or minds that reimagine you as silversmithed creation, or image that must conform to be believed. Paul saw your fiery face, heard your earth-shaking reprimand, suffered and witnessed all his life for you. I only ask for quiet voice, kindled heart, grace doled out day by day, if you will only declare yourself to me, for I also am your offspring. This poem is in my voice, was inspired by Paul's speech to the Athenians about their altar to the unknown God, whom Paul associates with Jesus Christ. One of the things that I admire about Paul is his willingness to speak to people in a way they can understand. He might be a little confrontational at times, but he is not too proud to meet people where they are and to be all things to all people so he can win some of them over to the Lord. It reminds me a little of how Ammon in the Book of Mormon finds common ground with Lamoni by associating the great spirit that Lamoni, Lamoni believed in with God. Back when I was a young missionary, we started out the first discussion by talking about how most people believe in God, though we often believe different things about him. For two reasons, I think this works better than accusing someone of worshiping a different or a false God. First, I think accusations put people at odds with us and makes them defensive. They don't want to listen if you if they think they're being attacked. Second, I don't think there is any person alive who knows everything about God. That means we are all mistaken or ignorant about at least some things that we assume about him. So finding common ground instead of harping on differences can invite the spirit and give us room to discuss the things we know are true, such as God's mercy and love and Christ's atonement and grace. We shouldn't compromise on those things that we do know are true, but Again, we need to be sensitive to the tender feelings of the people that we're talking with on these tender subjects. I think finding common ground would be especially important for Paul, where he was trying to share the gospel with people who come from a completely different religious tradition and knew nothing about any Messiah. The Oxford reference says this of the altar to the unknown God. Although such an altar has not been found by archaeologists, inscriptions are known of altars dedicated to unknown gods, plural. The reason was that one or other of the gods might show anger at having been overlooked, so an inscription was designed to cover all contingencies. In this poem, I talk about how I want to really know God as he is, not as people imagine him. 
some people seem to have lost faith in God because he doesn't live up to what they think he should be, an idea in their minds that they require him to conform to if he is to exist. So I want to protect myself from faltering in that same way by having him reveal himself to me as he really is. How can we come to know God? Paul saw Jesus in a vision, but most of us aren't going to get that experience. Also, I'm not sure that seeing God is the same as coming to know him. I think perhaps we can come to know God similarly to how we come to know anyone, through daily interaction and conversation, through thinking about him, and through doing the same kinds of things he does, such as serving and loving others. Paul did an amazing job of bearing testimony even in dangerous or awkward circumstances. He seemed to have an attitude of nothing ventured, nothing gained. My own dad was a courageous missionary too. He served a mission in Buenos Aires as a young man from 1958 to 1961. He was a young missionary when most young men didn't serve missions and I he was the only one in his family growing up that served a mission as a young man. But he was also a missionary all his life. His profession was a dentist, and but instead of living up to the stereotype of the dentist who asks you questions that you can't answer while his fingers are all in your mouth, he would sometimes take advantage of the enforced silence to bear testimony to a patient that he felt spiritually prompted to do that with. I have never been a particularly courageous missionary, but I always tried to follow my dad's example. And like my dad and the Apostle Paul, I have been in positions where I've been called on to share my testimony with people who weren't very receptive. I served as a young missionary in the Washington, D.C. North Mission. Um, One evening when I had a brand new companion who was just new out, we were knocking on a few doors before we had an appointment elsewhere and we tracked right into a large prayer meeting of people who identified themselves as messianic jews they invited us in and my brand new companion was so excited to get invited in for once that she went right in the door even though i felt a little bit leery about what was going to happen um And it turned out I was right. They weren't very interested in listening to us. They wanted to sit us down and tell us how we were wrong about everything. And obviously they felt like we were um, misguided young women who had been taken advantage of and brainwashed. And so they were going to help save us. And it was a very uncomfortable situation for about 30 minutes or so. We, We tried to keep our cool and not let our tempers get away with us and we just calmly testified of what we believed and then told them you know it's all right if you don't agree with us um if not then we'll leave and be in our way um it was one of the most awkward and uncomfortable experiences i've ever been in and quite often in my life being bold has meant to do just that, say and do what I felt was right, even when it felt awkward to do so. And even when I suspected nobody was going to listen to what I had to say or be changed by it. But I was changed by it. When I bear testimony, I feel the truth of what I say, even when no one else does. And even though 
I didn't get a chance to see many people progress to baptism on my mission. My mission changed my life. And it was one of the ways that God revealed himself to me. Now I'll read the poem for you again. To the unknown God, I grope but cannot find you in dwellings made by hands or minds that reimagine you as silversmithed creation or image that must conform to be believed. Paul saw your fiery face, heard your earth-shaking reprimand, suffered and witnessed all his life for you. I only ask for quiet voice, kindled heart, grace doled out day by day, if you will only declare yourself to me, for I also am your offspring. That's all for today. You can find more of my poetry at facebook.com slash latterdaysaintpoetry or visit maryjanerice.com. That's M-E-R-R-I-J-A-N-E rice.com. My contact information is in the show notes. Thank you for listening. May your time spent in the scriptures this week be rewarding.